Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Trusting in God, that is kind of a big topic. Nothing like a big one for a message here, huh? So, so trusting in God, there's an aspect of trusting in God. So there's a lot of uh, subsets, there's a lot of uh, aspects to that. And I felt like there was one in particular that God led me to for today in, in trusting in God. So, uh, and, and there's nothing better than, than, I think, getting the point across, getting where we're going to go today with a story. So I wanted to start with a story, and I'm going to do some highly anointed drawing here. So here we go. So that's, uh, so this is Bobby. All right. yeah. so if he was here, he would say that's just, that's perfect, right? Amazing likeness. So, so this is Bobby. So our story uh, starts uh, or is placed back in the 80s. Uh, no, we're not going to do any Duran Duran or anything, don't worry. Uh, but back in the 80s, so here's Bobby. And, and as you notice, there's a, he's frowning, unfortunately, at the moment. But uh, Bobby was a junior in high school, okay, during the 80s. And yeah, and so yeah, as I was at, some, at one point in time. Um, so Bobby was a, he was a junior in high school, uh, failing high school, okay? So he was not doing well in school, hence the frown. And a single mom, uh, they were struggling, uh, not doing well. And uh, Bobby uh, made a promise to his mom. And he said, uh, I'm failing in school, but because you want me to, mom, I'm going to take the SATs, okay? So I'm going to take the SATs just because I promised you. No expectations, right? Uh, so Bobby takes SATs. Two, three weeks goes by, a month, whatever. I, I don't know the standard wait time. But he gets his results back. Uh, at this time in the 80s, I don't know the way it is now, but, but the top score, if you get a perfect score, it's 1,600, right? I don't know if that's still the way it is now, but it was in the 80s. So, so he takes the exam, gets his score back. Now, again, he's failing in high school. He gets a 1480. That's pretty good. And, uh, and so his mom comes to Bobby when they, she sees the, the result. She says, Bobby, did, did you cheat? And uh, <laughs> know, knowing kind of where he is, right? And he's like, he's like Mom, I tried. Okay, I tried to cheat, but I couldn't cheat. There, there's proctors everywhere. Uh, we were spread out. I couldn't see anybody else's Scantron sheet or whatever it was. Uh, I couldn't cheat, all right? This is me. This is my honest score. So, so this, is, this is, we're going to do a little, a little, so this, we'll say this is the beginning. So he took the SAT. So, so from that, from that point, okay, he, he does well in high school. He, he, he graduates and, and doesn't fail out. He decides, hey, I'm going to go to community college, okay? Great right handwriting there. 
Uh, so, so he goes to community college, okay? M- gets through, does okay, graduates there. Says, well, you know what? I graduated community college, did pretty good. I'm going to go to, it's a university called Wichita State University in the Midwest, pretty good school. So he goes there, right? Again, does pretty well. I think maybe does a little bit better in community college in, or in university did in community college. Uh, does pretty well, graduates there. And then he gets an opportunity to go to an Ivy League school. So he goes to an Ivy League school for like an advanced degree. So he's, he's up in the big leagues now, Ivy League, right? So he goes there. So graduates there, gets an advanced degree from his Ivy League school, okay? It does well. Meets some people, you know, making moves, doing things. Starts a business, right? Gets a biz going. We'll just say biz. And uh, biz is doing well and, and becomes very successful, like a very successful, I think it's a publishing company starts. So we'll just say success here, okay? Wee! So now he's... Now he's happy, right? So, so Bobby's happy. He's got a smile now. Um, so there's his path, okay? So, so from a simple promise, going to take the SAT, to all the way to successful publishing business, right? Okay. Here's the, the, kind of the punchline here. Uh, he gets a letter. So 12, 12, 13 years or so after he graduates high school, okay? He gets a letter from Princeton Review, and Princeton Review, as all probably parents with high school kids here know, are the ones that proctor the SATs, right? And so he gets this letter 12, 13 years after graduating high school, and it says, we do periodic reviews of test-taking of SATs, and we found in the year that you took the SAT, we had 13 people, which you were one of, who got the wrong scores. Your actual score was 740. So he went, so you're back here, 1480. Woohoo, right? Actual score, 740. But look what he did. Look what he did. Now, and so what, what he said in an interview was, now this is key here. This is what he said in an interview. He said, my life did not change when I got the 1480. My life changed when I acted like a person who got a 1480, right? That was the key. So, so during this, this journey, so this is the aspect of trusting God we want to talk about today. So during this journey, he was full of what? And this is the interactive part of the, uh, of the sermon. Starts with a C, and it wasn't coffee. So, <laughs> though he may have been too. What, so what? Confidence. Confidence, right? Man, you guys are good. Confidence. All right? And that is the, the aspect that we want to examine today. All right? Confidence. Confidence is like, I feel like God gave me a picture as I was getting all this ready. I felt like God said confidence is like this. Confidence is if you've got, you want to start a fire, and so you, you get all the stuff together, right? You got kindling, you got wood, paper maybe, you even pour gas or lighter fluid on it. I mean, this thing's ready to go up, right? Confidence is like that spark or that match 
that sets that thing ablaze, right? Faith and confidence together produces action, produces that fire, produces things or fruit, thinking kingdom-wise, that we want to see, right? Married together, that's what it produces. That's what we're going for. That's what uh, God states over and over again in his word, and we're going to look at that in a minute, of, of what he wants us to have, right? Because think of, of Bobby. He gets this 1480 back here, right? Now, he, he went all the way, right, and has a successful business, all that. But he gets this 1480. What happens if he got it and he doesn't believe it, right? Maybe even thinks, which actually, unfortunately, would happen, but maybe what he thinks is, there's no way this could be right. There's no way I could get a 1480. This, it, this must be a mistake. Uh, continues to do bad in high school and fails and, and maybe starts going down this way, right? Who knows? Or maybe he gets the 1480. Maybe he does believe it. Maybe he says, wow, I did a lot better than I thought I was going to do. Uh, maybe he believes it, but he doesn't act on it. It's not his, his faith in and belief in that, yes, I got the 1480. It's not married to, it's not joined to confidence, right? So there's no action there's no pr- fruit produced from him getting the 1480, right? So, so again, it's, it's, it's confidence is something that we have to join with our faith. It's like that fire. It needs that spark. It needs that match to see the fire that we want to see from the wood, from, from all that, that we've prepared by faith, right? That match, that, that spark comes along and produces that fire, that we want to see, right? And if you guys, if we could, uh, am I doing the slides? Or I, I wasn't sure. There are no slides? Awesome. Man, yeah, man. All the, uh, so anyway, so yeah, so here's our first scripture today. So, so let's go look at this, what God says about confidence. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward. For you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. So, so there's a couple things in here that we want to say. It doesn't say, therefore, don't throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for God will just make things happen, for things will just fall in your lap. Now, that can happen, and God does do that, but, but really what he's saying here, God, through this ver- these verses is the great reward, the internal reward, the lasting fruit that comes, right? You have need of this confidence. You have need of this confidence that provides you with endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, right? So, so there's action there. It's not just don't throw away your confidence because things are just going to somehow fall in your lap or things will just come about just out of thin air, right? There's action. There's action. He had to, Bobby here, had to believe that and have confidence in that he, like he said, he acted like he was a guy that had a 1480 the God of 1480. He was that person. And he was going to act on that and have the confidence to act on that and, and finish high school well and then keep going to the very end, right? To, to get to his successful business. That's, that's us, right? We've got to act like we're saved. We've got to act like we do have the spirit of Christ within us, right? The hope of glory resident within, right? That God has prepared good works for us to walk in right? 
and we're prepared for these works that he desires us to flow in. And he desires us to flow in them by, one, yes, having faith that it's there, that Christ is within us, but marrying that faith with what? With confidence. And those two together producing fruit, producing action which produces fruit, right? We need both. There's that, that aspect. Uh, again, Bobby could have got the 1480 and said, hey, this is great. I got a 1480. I'm doing really good. But then failed out of high school, didn't do anything with it. And maybe he's sitting around with his buddies five years after high school and say, man, what'd you get in your SAT? I got a 1480. You know, I did really good. You know? Oh, well, you know, I got an 800 or something, whatever, right? You know, but, but he didn't do anything with it, right? But he did do something with it because he had confidence. He had that confidence. So what I want to look at today, though, is, uh, as well, is he had confidence. He did well. But there's a difference between confidence of the world, worldly confidence, and kingdom confidence, right? So, so he, he had in abundance had that worldly confidence, which, you know, praise God, and, and thankfully, uh, produced success in his life. He, he produced good things. But there's a, there's a kingdom confidence which God is calling us as followers of Jesus to, to flow in, to walk in. And that's what I want to look at today. And I felt like what God was saying is, uh, and we're going to examine it in two halves. If you guys want to turn to Luke 18, if anybody's got Bibles, phones with Bibles, all that good stuff. We're going to throw them up here. Here's the first part of it. So we're going to examine this parable from Luke 18, beginning of Luke 18, in two parts. Because it's a two-part parable that Jesus told us. And I really feel like God, through this parable, is showing us worldly confidence, what that means, what that looks like, to, and, and godly confidence, kingdom confidence and what that looks like, and what we're to flow in, what he's calling us to, what he's empowering us to, to walk in. All right, so let's begin. So Luke 18, so verse 1. All right, so verse 1. So, so he told them a parable, Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor respected man. And there was a widow in that city who kept coming to him and saying, give me justice against my adversary. If we go to the next slide. For a while he refused, the judge refused. But afterward he said to himself, though I neither fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will give her justice so that she will not beat me down by her continual coming. <laughs> Real... Uh, compassionate heart there. I'm just, just feeling all the, the love there. Here, just if you go back to the last one, just stay on that one if you could. Yep, thanks. So, so here we have this, this widow. So first, the first line though is Jesus tells us a parable for us to not lose heart. So that's one thing, just we'll keep that in, in our minds and we'll come back to that. But here we have this widow. So we have this widow who she's, she's got this, this issue. She's got this problem. Her only resource and her mind is, I got to go to this judge. And, and, and this judge, I'm sure, was known throughout the land. He was an unrighteous judge. He was not a good guy, okay? But this is her, this is her avenue. This is her, her way of, 
of getting justice against her adversary. And so she says, look, you know, this is what I got. This is what I'm going to do. So, so, so what does she do? She persists. She keeps coming to him. She's, uh, she's ringing him on the phone. She's texting him, right? Every, every, which, no. it's every which way to, to get in front of this judge, she's probably doing it, right? She's catching him in the market. Hey, you know, give me justice. I need justice. I got this situation. You got to help me. Uh, only you can help me. Uh, whatever she's saying, she's doing it, right? And she's coming and she's coming till finally she gets, she gets justice. But this is, what, this is what I'll say about this. Now, now where, where did she have confidence? Where did she have faith and confidence mixed together? What, what things or what mindset or what, you know, within her had, did she have confidence in, have faith in? What? What? The nagging, the person. Well, she was persisting, but what did she have faith in so, she, so that she would persist or that she would finally get justice? Somewhat, yeah, but really, like, what, what was she really honed on to? There we go, air five. Let's do air five. Yeah, she had faith in what? She had faith in her own efforts, her own efforts. She didn't have faith in the judge. The judge was known to be an unrighteous judge. He was known to be a bad guy. She's like, you know what? I don't have faith in this guy that if I come to him once, he's going to give me justice against my adversary because he's, he's this terrible guy, right? He's not a good guy. He's not a good dude. Dude. Um, he's a bad guy. He's, he's not going to give me justice. I got I to gotta keep coming to him. In her mind, like my efforts, my persistence, my nagging him, whoever said that, my, uh, my coming to him continually, that's what I have faith in. That's, what, that's what's going to, my efforts are going to get me what I want, are going to give me justice. My efforts, what I do, that's what's going to give me justice. Okay? That's worldly persistence. That's worldly confidence. Worldly confidence has faith in the things of the world, things that are shifting, things that are, are transient, things that are, that are not lasting. That's where the world draws their confidence from, right? It could be what? It could be faith in, like her, it could be faith in my own efforts. It could be faith in feelings. I feel a certain way, so I'm going to do well at work today, or I don't feel good, so I'm going to do terrible work today, right? Um, your appearance, right? Uh, you know, how your hair looks, like, like me, whether I part my hair on the left or right one day. <laughs> no, it could happen, right? It could happen. You know, middle part, you know? That's really where I get my confidence from. Amen, brother? I see, I see the raised hand back there. You're with me. Right? So, but, but things like that, appearance, right? Efforts, our own effort, you know, what I feel like about my skills or my abilities, uh, I have ability to do this thing, so I, can't, I can do it, but this other thing over here, I don't really know how to do it, so I don't have any confidence. I don't have any faith that I can do that. I don't want to touch that thing, right? That's the world. That's what world, uh, the world finds confidence in and draws confidence from. And so, but those things are what? They're, they're, they're shifting. It's like shifting sand, right? I mean, here today, gone tomorrow, it's, it's not lasting, and so to draw confidence from those things, 
it, it's, it's foolish, right? For us to draw confidence, especially as children of God, from those things, it's foolish. And it's not the way to go. But let's look at the second half of the parable where Jesus encourages us. So the second half of the parable, and the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous, again, not a good guy, hear what the unrighteous judge says. And will not God give justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long over them? I tell you, he will give justice to them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? So Jesus, on a high note there, just, <laughs> thanks, Jesus. We got you. Uh, so what is he saying here? So, he's, so, he, so it's a contrast, right? The first half, the second half. First half, worldly confidence. My own efforts, my feelings, what I feel like my skills and abilities are, what I feel like I'm qualified to do or not do, right? That's worldly confidence. That's where the world draws confidence from. The second half is faith in what? Two things. There's two things that we stand on as believers in Christ, as followers of Jesus, that is a rock that we can stand on that where we draw confidence from. Two things. And they stand forever and they don't change. One is that God is a good father, right? He's a good father. He does not change ever. He is good. That stands forever. That doesn't change like hairstyles. That doesn't change like moods, feelings, what you feel you have abilities for. It doesn't change. It's always the same. Now, tomorrow, forever, right? God is good, a good father, period. That's it, okay? That's one. Second, Jesus' victory at the cross is complete and stands forever, right? That's it. It's forever. It is finished. It is done. It's not sort of finished. It's not maybe finished in the future. It is finished. It's done. It's over. Yes. <laughs> so, so what God was showing me in this was like in Hebrews, it says our confidence, it, in our confidence, we'll have a great reward. So the reward that we have in Jesus as believers is lasting. It doesn't, it's eternal. The confidence that we have in the world is going to fall away. And it doesn't mean you don't do these things like he did. Because you can do these things, but you can do them in Christ. You can do them because the kingdom of God is first. Therefore, everything else comes along. So that's our mindset where we have to be is our reward needs to be com is, is the confidence that we have in Christ, first and foremost, and in who we are as believers and who lives within inside of us. And that way, we will accomplish things on the earth, but it will be the, not the way the world does it. It'll be the way God says to do it. Yeah, come on. Come on. Yeah, so, so again, yeah, it's, it's eternal. It's the fruits lasting, the fruits eternal, the, the rewards eternal, right? Where we draw our confidence from does not change. It's eternal. The rock on which we stand, as far as the victory of Jesus at the cross, and that we have a good father who does not change, 
those things are where we draw our confidence from. And so if we draw confidence from things that don't change, that things are eternal, things that are forever, how much stronger is that, right, than drawing confidence from things of the world that shift and change day on, day out sometimes? Our moods or whether traffic's bad or uh, I slept wrong or I only got four hours sleep, three hours, whatever, right? I'm tired. Uh, Those things, those things are temporary. And to draw confidence from them, it's, it's just foolishness because they shift so much. They change so much. But to have faith and to have confidence in, the, in Jesus, his victory, and in who the Father is, that's where we can marry that kind of confidence to our faith and it produces lasting fruit, that great reward. And we can see it in our lives. We can see it in other people's lives around us. I felt like, um, too, today when I was preparing that I felt like there's a couple stories in our past, somewhat embarrassing, one of them, for me, that I wanted to share. Uh, So, yeah, for me, not for Seth. No, no. Uh, That I think just brings out confidence, right? Just the lesson of confidence. And, And so one's from a little while ago, one's from very recently. But the first one is from uh, a little while ago. Uh, We were in Charlotte, North Carolina. We were going to ministry school. I just started. This is in, what, 2008-ish, so a little while ago. Uh, And so we we just started school, okay? I didn't know anything. I didn't have knowledge. Didn't have a lot of faith for certain things. And of all things that God leads me to is to do evangelism, okay? I have no knowledge of evangelism, never done any kind of outreaches, never done any kind of like praying for people in public or anything. I haven't done any of that stuff. And so that's what God leads me to. Thank you, God. Uh, so, so, you know, the only confidence I had going out there was that somehow, some way, God wanted to encounter these people with his love. That, that was the, and that was like, right, I mean, mustard seed, maybe even not even a mustard seed, right? Uh, pinpoint, whatever, uh, confidence and faith. But that was it. That's all I had. I didn't have any knowledge. I didn't have experience in this area. I didn't have uh, all these years of, of doing outreach. And so we went out there. And so imagine like what we did. Imagine like Barrett, okay? Barrett, uh, like a busy intersection down there, okay? A lot of cars and things. And so we, we this great idea we had, we set up this sound system at a busy intersection, and it was in front of a Chick-fil-A, thank you, God, um, and so, <laughs> Lord's Chicken, thank you, God, um, so, so we had, uh, we, hey, you know, when you get hungry, and you're out there, but so we were set up there, and so it was like a two-minute burst every two minutes, right, so with the red lights hit, we got two minutes, get some kind of sermon out, some kind of exhortation out, draw people in, then, then they're gone, and we got a new, new set coming up. So that's what we did. And so here I am. I wasn't even, believe me, I did not want any part of being on the mic, okay? I'm like, you guys got the mic? I'll just like be in the background back here, you know, hanging, hanging, hanging over here. And so as they were preaching, they were exhorting people to, to come into the, par- the parking lot of Chick-fil-A and, hey, we talk to you, pray with you, whatever. I'm like, okay, you know, partner, partner with a few people and I'll just kind of hang back, you know? Um, 
But anyway, so, so they were doing that, you know, one day when I started out doing it. And so here comes, it was me and this other student, we're, we're, we're kind of standing there. And this girl pulls up and she jumps out of the car. She comes, comes up, it was a little bit of a hill. She comes up the hill to us. And she comes up in probably early 20s. And she goes, I just, I just heard you guys preaching. And I felt like God wanted me to stop. And we're like, okay, you know, what, you know, would you need prayer for something or whatever? And she's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, she's like, I, I just felt like led to stop. I don't know why I was going to stop or why God wanted me to stop. And so we're like, okay, well, hmm, this is challenging a little bit, right? Uh, so, so, so we just start talking a little bit. She starts sharing about, hey, I got, you know, I got saved about four or five months ago. Hey, praise God. That's awesome. And she's just sharing a little bit of experience with that. So we're, you know, we're talking to her. Mostly, I think the other student was already talking to her. I wasn't really saying much. I was kind of hanging back. And, uh, all of a sudden, I just felt this phrase pop in my head. Now, we might know it today as a word of knowledge, but again, I didn't have no knowledge, so I didn't know what, what a word of knowledge was. So I just, I just felt this thing pop in my head, uh, this little phrase, and I'm, I'm like, all right, well, I think it might be you, God. I'm, I'm going to give it a shot. So, so here's my, uh, my impression of my thing. So she's standing there talking to the other student. I'm like, I feel like I'm getting something. Uh, for you, um, uh, you know, trying to like, uh, trying to shrink back a little bit, you know, feeling like I'm getting uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit. And so she, I just said that and kind of backed away, right? And so she, she takes one look at me and she goes, that's it, that's it, that's what I came for, that's it, that's what I wanted. And I'm like, hey God, this is pretty easy. All right can do this all right yeah all right we'll we'll help you out with that no I wouldn't it wasn't wasn't quite that that good but no but she's she was just super super excited and so we kind of muddled through a little bit of a prayer you know a little bit of non-anointed prayer maybe or whatever but we, we managed to do something and just one two minutes she just like tongues was just like flowing out of her like a waterfall. I've never seen anybody receive like as profusely and just immediate as she did that I prayed for for that. It was amazing. And so God just showed me just, right? It's not about sometimes thinking, hey, I got the knowledge or I got the 1480, right? Or I got the skills, I got all this. It's just about having confidence in those two eternal things we talked about. He's good. He doesn't change. He wants to touch the world. Jesus' victory is complete Amen. and absolute. Amen. And I just had a little bit of inkling of that when I went out there, not a lot of knowledge. And, and God produced just over and above what I could ask or imagine. And so it was amazing. And so that was, that's the one story. So that's, that's a little bit of embarrassing story of my past of where I was uh, back then. Uh, more recent story is last year. So last year, as you all may have heard, we had a little bit of this thing called pandemic last year. A little bit of a lockdown, if you all hadn't heard. Um, so we had that last year, and we felt like, and Peter and Masha strongly led us and the church, praise God, thank, thankful for them, 
led us and God working through them to say to all of us and to me and Stephanie, you know what? God hadn't changed. God still wants to touch the world. His love hasn't changed. Still wants people to encounter him. And yeah, we're in this lockdown. Yeah, we're, uh, you know, in this pandemic thing, whatever it is. But he still wants people to encounter his love, encounter his goodness, and be transformed and receive that. And that's still his mission for us, right? The mission hasn't changed. Uh, And so under that, that, those marching orders in a sense, we had a little bit of confidence that, yes, you haven't changed. Yes, you want to do this. And so how do we do this though? We're in this lockdown. We're not meeting for church. We're where everybody's, uh, you know, operating, a lot of people operating in fear, right? Uh, people are closed off in their houses, not getting out. How, how are we going to do this? We don't know. Uh, but God steps into our lives with strategy, right? And with wisdom. Go ahead. Yeah. Speaking so. of, speaking of. <laughs> we put the Zoom out there. And I can tell you it was a work in progress at first and it was a stretch for us being online because I don't like it. Or on the camera. So I had a battle there for a bit, but we stepped out and with Peter's help, really a lot of technical stuff that we got through. But the thing that God was saying, you know, as Brian was talking, what is with the confidence? Like he had, he had a little bit of confidence way back. If he would have just sat on that and not gone to the outreach thing, nothing would have happened. But he stepped out and God met him there. We stepped into the Zoom stuff and God met us there. And then Katie started the lives and it's just exploded. And we've reached people all over the world. But if we hadn't had that little bit of confidence to do it and faith in who God was, because we didn't know what we were doing. And we're like, God, you just bring them. And we've had hundreds of people come through the Zoom. And and it's just going to increase. So the big thing that I've taken away from this is you have to step into it. You have to do something because faith without works is dead. You can, ha- you can sit there and have it, but you got to step into it. And that, at Arise, is what we promote, is, is not only we know, we become who God has created us to be, but that we step into it, and we start doing it. Yeah, come on. Come on. Yeah, so, so yeah. So, yeah, right, exactly. So we, we had a little bit of confidence, right? No knowledge. Thankfully, Peter, <laughs> thankfully Peter had some knowledge. Technically, Katie had some knowledge with Facebook Live. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, look what God has done with it, right? I mean, he's, we're reaching, like Steph said, people all over the world, people all over the country. Uh, we never, I mean, we did, we did in-person events here prophetically. We were doing in-person events here, which were going really well. But we were reaching this surrounding community, which was good, and people around here, which is great. But God obviously had bigger ideas, right? And, and bigger intentions. And so through this, through stepping out with a little bit of confidence, not a lot of, or really no knowledge, he moved because it's who he is, right? And that's where our confidence is, is in him, his love, his love for people, his love to reach people. 
through us having a little bit of confidence, married to faith, producing action. That's it. That's it. And so that's, that's what he's calling us to, uh, you know, each and every one of us. As Steph said here at Arise, I mean, that's, that's a big part of the Equip and Power release is, is we do it, though, together. That's the thing. We do, we, we're not on an island, or you're not on an island here at Arise. You're with people that love. You're with people that will come along beside you and say, look, I know... This is a little scary. I know maybe you don't have a lot of knowledge here, but hey, let's, let's go up together. Let's do this together, right? Let's trust God that he wants to love people, that he wants to love people that we're gonna pray for, minister to, encounter, whatever. Let's just trust in that and trust in his love that he doesn't change. Trust in the victory of Jesus and that doesn't change and it's complete, right? Trust in those things and not trust in We've got the right knowledge, not trusting our own efforts, not trusting we're praying the right way, we're praying the right prayers, we're praying the right order of things, or whatever it is. I mean, gosh, I mean, when that woman, uh, the girl that got baptized in the Holy Spirit, I mean, we didn't know what we were doing, barely. I mean, I think I found Luke in the Bible. I said, Luke 11, maybe? Uh, you know, I mean, it was, right? it was, we didn't know what we were doing, but, but we trusted God. We trusted that God wanted to meet this girl. He drew this girl in. He wanted to do something, and then, again, he gave me a little something, praise God, thankfully, because she didn't know really what she wanted at that point, or she couldn't articulate, she couldn't put it into words, but God knew. God knows her, he knows each and every one of us, he knows each and every one of the people that we're going to encounter, right? So if he knows it, then we can know it as we flow with him and have some confidence in that, right? So anyway, so here we go. So let's uh, have the worship team come up. So I think that the takeaways, the takeaways, the exhortation today, I think that it's twofold from God for each one of us today. I think, I think the takeaways are, are this. Let's go before the Lord individually and just say, Lord, search my heart. Where am I with my confidence level? Where am I drawing confidence from God? Search my heart, right? Search me. Where am I, where am I getting confidence from? Is it, is it in the world, most of it? Or is it mostly with you? Where do I need to grow? Where, where do you want to grow me? Because that's the key is God does want to grow us, right? I mean, it's like, like this chart here. We might be down where Bobby was before he even took the SAT. And he's just got a simple promise of, Mom, I'll take the SATs because I love you and, and you want me to do it, right? We could be there. We could be further along. But let's just go before the Lord individually and say, Lord, search me. Where am I? Where am I drawing my confidence from? Because I do want to draw confidence from something that's eternal. You, Father, your love, your heart, you don't change. And from the victory of Jesus at the cross. That's what I want to, that's what I want to have my confidence in. So search me, right? Search me. Help me grow in this, God. And wherever you are in that chart, just know that he's got more for you. He's got more. He wants more for you. He's got good things for each and every one of us and has more for us in growth, okay? So everybody stand. We'll pray. Let's pray and we'll, we'll close it up. So, so Father, we're so thankful that we can have confidence in your confidence in us, your confidence in us in that we are your children. You want us to grow. You desire us to grow in confidence in you. You desire us to flow in your love because you love each and every one of us. You have a call for each and every one of us. 
It's your heart for us, Father. So, Father, we just ask that you would search us out. You would bring to our minds, bring to our spirits where we are, where we're drawing our confidence from, and help us, each and every one of us, to grow in your confidence, your eternal things. We could stand on your rock more and more because of your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.